As vaccine mandates take effect across America, people are speaking out, especially victims of the vaccine, and particularly now when they're trying to enforce this vaccine on young people, on children as young as five years of age. Vaccine victims from all over the world have begun to share their stories. You're going to hear one today from a 45-year-old lady who was actually in charge doing admin for a surgical center and uh, had been in that role for a long, long time. Very healthy 45-year-old Angelia DeSalle. And take a look at this video. This is before and after the vaccine. I took my Pfizer vaccine on January the 5th. I was not pressured at all. Immediately, within two hours, I got a severe headache. For the next couple of days, I had flu-like symptoms. I woke up Saturday morning and I couldn't use either of my legs. They were completely gone. I started shaking uncontrollably. I was in a full body convulsion. My husband loaded me up, took me to the ER. The hospitalist came in to help get me off of the stretcher into the hospital bed and he said, Mr. Cell, I heard you were coming. I started researching. I know this is from the vaccine and we're not going to stop until we get you right. We're going to talk to Angelia now, so stay tuned. Before we begin, let me remind you to please like and subscribe this video, share it with your friends. We need to get this message out. These are truths being hidden by the mainstream media. Always go direct to lifesitenews.com, look at the top right-hand corner for the watch, and you'll be able to click there and see all of our video offerings. Remember, lifesitenews.com, up in the top corner, watch. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Angelia DeSalle, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me today. I want to thank you too for being willing to share your story. Um, I know it's a, it's a challenge for you because you're, you're suffering the effects of the vaccine on a daily basis. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? Like you said, I had managed a surgery center and being in healthcare. Um, always been pro-science and pro-vaccine. The day that it was rolled out here in my state, I went and took my vaccine. Um, I wasn't forced by no means anyone. I, this was a choice that I made on my own. Uh, within two hours, I took the Pfizer vaccine, by the way. Um, within two hours, I started receiving a severe headache. Over the next couple of days, I had flu-like symptoms, sore arm, everything that was to be expected. Um, on Friday night, I got out of the bed and I couldn't use my left leg. It was gone. I wasn't sure what was going on at this time. I still wasn't relating with the vaccine as to what has happened to my body. Um, Went on back to sleep. Saturday morning, I got up and I couldn't use either of my legs. That started and 30 minutes later, the full body convulsion started and it's been 11 months and I'm still like this today. Normally when I speak, I'm a lot faster, 
but when I'm shaken like I am today, it's just my thoughts and words don't come out right. So um, just bear with me through this. Uh, I'm trying. Absolutely. It's a, it's a powerful witness that you're not only willing to speak, but uh, you're willing to speak and show what you are suffering. What's, what's if I may ask, your motivation in uh, becoming public? It all started back in January, whenever I was not receiving the proper medical health care that I so desperately needed. Um, being in healthcare as long as I was, I could tell people were beginning to turn their backs and look the other way when I tell them this started three days after getting injected. Um, I knew I had to say something. I had to let people know that this could happen to you. I was 45 and healthy, no problems. And here I can't function daily. So I started, we started posting a couple of videos on social media and uh, people started reaching out, having the same type of issues. And our little group has just grown to thousands now since January. And if people don't see People like us, they'll have no idea what is going on with their body. They won't know what to do. So if people like us don't say, hey, this could happen to you, we would never know it. One of the most upsetting things in the various conferences we we held, um, uh, uh, we actually went to produce the conference for Senator Johnson, who was doing a conference with vaccine victims uh, in D.C., and one of the things that was said over and over again by different victims of the vaccine is that people aren't listening to us. The, we are not getting government help. We're not getting the hospitals to help us. They're not taking responsibility for what they've done. Uh, they have this immunity, but it's not only a, an immunity from providing you restitution. It seems like an immunity from caring at all because it's a shutout also from the mainstream media, which normally, if something like this were happening uh, in a way that was uncontrolled, they'd be all over this. Um, and yet with Pfizer funding so much of the mainstream media and then being tied in to this issue uh, in in such a way, uh, it, it's really a shutout. Um, from those other victims of the vaccine that you've spoken with, what's their sense of that kind of silencing? It's the same thing. All of those people sitting around the table at Ron Johnson's meeting are my friends now. Um, we've all connected. I just was physically not able to be there. Um, but it's the same story over and over again. We're completely shut down by the doctors, by our health departments, our state health departments, um, the FDA, the NIH, the CDC the manufacturing companies, there's no help out there for us whatsoever. I mean, here I am 11 months out and I don't have any more answers than I had the night I was taken to the ER and transferred to the hospital. If you could describe it, what what is a day for you like? I do have more good days now than I did in the beginning. Um, but the sad thing about it is, is I never know how I'm going to wake up from day to day. I can't plan any life events. I can't plan on anything because of my health. Um, I've taken a pretty good relapse this past week. 
the body shaken, the tremors, um, the nausea, the headaches, the dizziness, the tendonitis, all of that is just come on full force this week. So your life is pretty much put on hold. The solace you get from connecting with other victims of the vaccine um, and those who might reach out to you, one of the things that, that LifeSite is trying to do is trying to help uh, vaccine victims and others. We're setting up for uh, Angelia a Life Funder, which is the GoFundMe kind of alternative that LifeSite set up uh, after seeing GoFundMe and other such services cancel so many of the funding projects for really good causes because they were ideologically opposed to them. So at LifeFunder.com, you'll find a fundraiser for Angelia to help her uh, both with her medical care costs. And uh, Angelia, what uh, what are your needs right now in terms of uh, what you need help with? I need medical treatment. That's my number one concern out of everything else. I need to get my life back to normal. I need to be able to leave my home. You know, this is just, I need help. As the government now is rolling out uh, these vaccines for children. Um, Do you have a message for parents, uh, for children themselves? I mean, they're getting, I mean, honestly, the children themselves are getting the propaganda commercials out like the Pfizer one, uh, thanking the original, uh, you know, children who who took the jab as as part of the experiment, saying they're superheroes. Of course, it's going to, you know, entice all the other children to be superheroes themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But um, what would your message be for parents? What if your child ends up like me? I I tend to be a pretty strong person, physically and mentally. I could not imagine a child living a day like this. It's so unfair. You know, they're they're young. They have their whole life ahead of them. Angelia, I know uh, you're a woman of prayer, and I'm sure... Uh, that there are going to be many, many people praying for you um, who watch this video. Thank you for sharing both your testimony and also your uh, your hope for others, your your willingness to speak out so that others can be spared some of the suffering that you've endured. Tell us, if you would, just a, a little bit about your your faith life, uh, what that might have done for you over these uh, over these last eleven months. Well, I was always raised in church. My daddy is a deacon. Um, I got into music when I was five years old and started playing the piano. Um, I actually played the organ in my church for a couple of years. I sing and I have I have faith. And some days God is the only thing that gets me through this. So without him, I don't think I could do this alone. And, you know, you used to, you played the organ for your church, did you not, or the piano? I did, yes. I played the organ and filled in when the pianist was not able to attend. Right. And uh, you haven't been able to do that over these last 11 months. Well, you see, I, there's no way I could play a keyboard, a piano. I can't even type on my computer hardly now. Well, God is a good father. And as much as you played for him before, uh, on the organ to, you know, uh, make his people joyful. The kind of playing you're doing now to remain faithful to him despite your sufferings, to encourage others to both be faithful and to avoid, uh, you know, harm, 
is a song more beautiful than could be played on any organ. Yes. And Jolia, thank you for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you. Thank you for having me. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. And I would encourage you to please go to lifefunder.com and uh, be generous in your support for Angelia. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.